Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show about living your very best life. Today, a very serious topic, um, helping your teen through anxiety and depression. Uh, before I get into it, I want to invite you to join the conversation at any time at 1-866-472-5792. If you're more comfortable with text 514-796-4357 or email info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Uh, by the time the second segment starts, we'll have Georgia Dow with us, uh, top psych- psychotherapist, giving some of her viewpoints on what she's seeing in adolescence these days in the office. There is a lot to say on this topic. It is a tall order. We're going to try to look at why is it increasing, what's going on, and what can a parent do. I'm a parent as well. Uh, so I speak as a clinician and I speak as a concerned parent because we are not imagining it more and more teenagers are suffering from anxiety and depression. Um, the research shows that over 2 million North American teens report experiencing depression that impairs their daily function, um, while 6.3 million, which is about 30% of girls and 20% of boys, have had an anxiety disorder. Uh, this is, it's not okay. It's, it's not okay that so many teenagers are hitting the wall. I often talk about at my workshops that when I opened the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, I opened it for high-functioning adults. I had really, I, my desire was not to treat children or teenagers, and I didn't even think there was that much of a demand. And today, the clinic is about 49% children and teenagers as young as two years old, and it's shocking to me. And the problem seems to be getting worse and worse. So it was really interesting for me to do some investigation myself on what research is telling us about this. And of course, to come together and offer uh, my listeners an action plan if your kid's going through this. It's just not okay that 50% more teens have suffered from major depression in 2017 versus just four years ago. It's not okay that the suicide rate for teen girls is at its highest level since 1975. And it's not okay that twice as many children and teens are now hospitalized for self-harm or suicidal thoughts. It's not okay. So we have to delve into what is going on, what's causing this problem, and what can we do about it? So an overview of the situation. And the first piece of this is hard. It's a hard reality check. Um, But the research is showing over and over again that social media and um, our smartphones and our technology has come to bite us in the face. And I know, it's as if you're with me right now. I know what you're thinking because I'm a parent too. Um, You know, what are you to do? I mean, the kids all have phones and iPods and computers. I do have good news for uh, you guys because we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, and we'll get to that. But there is definitely a relationship between technology and teenage depression and anxiety. 
Another thing I want to bring up before I get into that is that one of the biggest common risk factors for depression and take this in is being female. One of the most common risk factors for depression is being female. That is very shocking. It is depression is showing up in teenage girls, 12 to 17, more than double than boys. So they've done some work on that to try to figure that out. And what they have found out is that cyberbullying is showing up much more with young girls. Uh, they're more exposed to those risk factors. It's more prevalent from girls to girls than from boys to boys. And also our research shows that Girls tend to use mobile phones with texting applications more frequently and intensively. And therefore, it becomes more and more problematic because the more you use the phone, the higher the risk of depression. So for girls, the cyberbullying is a bigger factor. Another thing the research is showing is that teenagers are going on Instagram and they're reading about other people's stories, they're comparing themselves, and there's some pretty nasty comments that get said on Instagram. So it's difficult because you can't be monitoring your kids all the time and certainly not allowing your kids any any freedom at all leads to its own sets of uh, problems. So in preparing for the show, I really wanted to look at how do we find um, – the middle of the road on this and there is a middle of the road and, but it is not what I'm seeing in my office. It is not what most parents do. Um, and you're, you're going to find out some specific strategies, but certainly a hint right now is that there has to be time limits on electronics. Uh, we've talked about that on straight talk many, many times, uh, the role of electronics and anxiety and depression for adults, as well as kids or teenagers. Uh, a review on that is that when you're on electronics, um, there is a neurotransmitter in your brain called dopamine, often referred to as the crack cocaine of the brain. It's the pleasure center. And when you're on electronics, it goes on to overdrive. So it, you get a real hit. And if you're a teenager or a kid and you're on electronics, you're getting this hit, 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 hit. And then when you get off the electronics, the brain doesn't slow down right away. And all of a sudden, life appears extremely boring. You've all heard this before. Your kid's saying, Mom, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. Again, the fast-paced nature of electronics and real life are very much out of sync. Another piece of information before we go any further that I, I, I put out there for consideration, uh, something that I learned myself only just a few years ago when doing some studies with a neuroscientist, is that... Our brains are not fully formed till we're 25. So as Jill Bull Taylor, very famous neuropsychologist, says, keep them alive till 25. Meaning, we don't make good decisions till we're 25 years old. Our moral consciousness is not fully formed. And we're not good at limits. So you could probably hear a bit of seriousness in my voice today because I really do think this is a very serious topic. We're seeing teenage suicide at an all-time high. And I think that what I see in my office, and we'll hear from Georgia as well, is that the parent who wants to put down the boundary and say, no, enough, too much, you can do some electronics, but you need to move your body, you need to do extracurricular activities, whatever it may be, tends to feel guilty and feels that they're not being nice to their child. So I want to put that out right now is 
we have to be careful when we're parents. And again, I struggle with it myself. We want our kids to be happy, but our job as parents is to be parents. It's a big job. So it's not always what will make your child happy. It's what's good for your child. So on top of the electronics, so we have to be careful about how much electronics. On top of that, they have also found through research that uh, teenagers are now having more pressure on themselves uh, in sports activities, extracurricular activities, in school. There's certainly more homework than in my time. Uh, much more pressures than teenagers of 50 years uh, 50 years ago could have ever imagined. So we have to be careful about that as well. And coming up in the second segment, we'll talk about strategies to reduce that pressure. I want to mention one more statistic for food for thought here to, for consideration is that, so I talked about uh, electronics and the phone and computers, and you might be thinking, well, you know, it's not too bad in my house. And I wanted to give this statistic um, that I read about is that the negative effects of um, electronics really seems to appear after two hours a day of use. So one might think, oh, my God, I'm fine. My kid is not on electronics more than two hours. However, the research doesn't support that. The research shows that the average in North America time that kids are on their smartphones or electronics is between six and eight hours. I repeat, between six and eight hours. That is like a work shift. So I think we're not considering sometimes the different ways that we go on electronics. So there's our phones, there's our computers, there's many different ways. And I think therefore we don't realize six or eight hours can show up very quickly and at that point, anything past two hours is very, very linked with depression. Now, this is where I said there's some good news. Less than two hours, if you're putting the limits on those smartphones, on the electronics, you're okay. There's other factors that we're going to talk about in segment two about depression and anxiety and what you need to be looking for. But in terms of the electronics, and I do want to say that the you know in preparing for the show, the research points over and over again to the increase in depression and anxiety being directly linked to the electronics and social media in particular. So do we have to throw out all the phones? I don't think so. I don't think so. Georgia's arrived. We're going to speak to her at the, after the break, and she, I'm sure she's going to have a lot to say about this. I don't think we have to throw out the phones, but I do think this idea of being your child's best friend and letting them have unlimited reign on their phones and computers, unfortunately, when you think about the fact that the depression rates are going way up as a result of this, is really putting your child in danger. So we might have to be the tough parent on this. So we'll talk about boundaries and consequences, which, by the way, are very much linked with an increase in self-esteem. An increase in self-esteem is an immunizer against depression and anxiety. So don't go away. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandarish. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. 
We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back on Straight Talk talking about a very serious topic, teenagers and the increase um, in depression and anxiety. So I'll just finish up a little bit of a thought on uh, social media. Um, There was another study that came out that showed that increased Facebook time is correlated with low self-esteem. And that makes a lot of sense to me because on Facebook, like I always jokingly say, nobody ever puts pictures of having fights with their husband. Uh, Everyone puts on their happiest pictures. And there is a tendency to feel that someone is having a better life than you. And particularly for teenagers, um, so there tends to be a decreased life satisfaction. Even in adults, we see it all the time in the clinic. And I think that's a good segue. Um, Georgia Dow, top psychotherapist, uh, brilliant, brilliant woman. Um, and she specializes in anxiety and depression is here. And I'm so happy she is here for such an important topic. And as a matter of fact, Georgia, uh, when she joined the clinic, she started, I think the goal was, as I said, I opened really an ad high functioning adult clinic. That was the plan. Uh, but we had such a demand for teenagers and children. And you have like really like change so many people's lives. And I know that a good introduction even is to say that one of the things I admire so much about you is that when somebody calls the clinic and wants help with their child or teenager, you've always said to me, I want to meet with the parents, not with the child or teenager. And I think that's so brilliant. And I I hope you'll explain to people why. So first of all, welcome back to Straight Talk. Thank Thank you you. so much for being here. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I I first want to meet just to, to get a little bit of a background on what's happening. And often, 
what's happening is a whole systemic issue. It's, it's not just dealing with um, the child themselves, but also what are they dealing with and how do you deal with your, your teenager? And it's true. The numbers are through the roof of younger and younger people that are dealing with massive amounts of anxiety. And I, I love, I love social media. Yeah, I yeah. love technology, I, right? So I. I work, I work on technology. That's what yeah. I do at night is I do technology shows and it's absolutely a hundred percent correct exactly what Sandra had said. Really? That that the, the, the time that you spend on social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or this, it almost creates, it creates like this addiction. It's not just that you see people. Yeah. Right? It's, it's also that you want more it likes. How many people followed me? How many people liked this? How many did that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like this entire need for acceptance in this currency that you are given that they make more money off of yeah. because you stay onto it. Right. And I see kids that have, you know, their, their level of, of snap streaks. That means like every day, if you contact someone, you make a streak and they don't want to break it. And so they have, they actually give their phone to one of their friends oh my God. to keep up their streak with the other people because they don't want to lose the thousand days that they've been talking to this one person in this massive streak. So they actually, and they spend billions of dollars like truly all social media, not just Facebook, but they've spent billions of dollars to try to make it as addictive and salient as possible. So people stay. Well, they did a research study um, on uh, teenagers recently, and they said that 50% of teenagers admitted that they're addicted Hmm. to being online. And that also brings up the fight or flight system, which Mm. when you're online, that constant stimulation is turning on your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight system. It is actually the system that is only supposed to be on when you're in extreme danger. Yes. So again, the increase in anxiety. So let's bring it down to a personal level. So, you know, I could be chatting over coffee with you about this and asking you this question. Um, you're you uh, on top of being a therapist are also in the field of reviewing Apple products. You, you're like, and you love technology. I've been to your house. You have virtual reality. It's crazy at her house. Crazy fun. Okay. You have two kids yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, they're of age that they could have like an iPod or a phone. I'm not sure what you've done. How have you set this up with your kids when you're so into technology yourself, it was a. It, it's a. It's. Thank you so much for that question because it's true. So <laughs> thank I, you. You're not, I'm not putting you on the spot, am I? No, no, not at all. No, no. I, I really meant it. I really okay. meant it because I I review technology. My husband reviews technology. Yeah. Uh, even before I was working at the clinic, I was writing yeah. technology shows mm-hmm. about about all kinds of things. I do podcasts on technology. Yes, so you I do. Love tech. Great I love podcasts. Video games. Mm-hmm. Have a video game system in my house. I have virtual reality. I have it all. And I don't let my kids use technology. Um, they can use it. I use them every once in a while. They can use their computer. They can use that. But we limit the amount of time. They're not on social media at all. So my kids are 11, uh, 12 and 9. But they're not at all on social so media. So you, do you have the social media blocked? Do they have an iPod? or They do have like a phone. They have okay. a phone that, that are, are old phones that they okay. use. It's not linked up to a phone. They don't bring them to school. They don't. They stay at home. No, they, and they're not. You have a block on Facebook? No, they just are not on. There's no You're, Facebook. They're, they're told not allowed. No, no Twitter, no Facebook, no, no Twitter, Instagram. No Facebook, no social media, no chatting with people. No chatting with people. No. Not even a Google chat. No, like they, they do have, unfortunately, because of the school system, they have Google accounts where their friends can message them. But if they're using their computer, they've asked me beforehand. They can't okay. use their computer. Do you have, and I think that I'm really, I'm asking these questions half 
for curiosity, but mainly to try to give people sort of a plan here. Do you have time limits on those iPads or phones set up? Mm-hmm. So, so what the studies say is if you do one to two hours a day, it's yeah. not that bad. And right. I consider all social media. So I even count TV in that time. Okay, interestingly good. Interestingly enough, good. Um, that is more strict than many people are. But I just noticed for my one child that leans more towards having anxiety and more um, hyperactive, it's not good for him. Right. For my other child, it probably wouldn't make any difference at all. So it's to the child to that. Mm-hmm. But in my house, they earn points by mm-hmm. getting good grades, by being polite. Uh, by uh, doing their homework well, by studying, they earn points that they can then spend on video game or virtual reality or watching a movie or whatever else they want to. Okay, so is there a maximum time even with the points, though? Is there a maximum? If they use their points, they can go for it. They can go for it. And again, there's no way that they could go. They would definitely not be able to go over an hour or two a day. There's not even a, a chance to that. But if they, um, you know, were able to use them, they could, you know, play six hours during the weekend. We actually don't have them use uh, their phones during the week at all. So it's only they're not allowed to use the phones on the, during the week. No, it, it just became. And, and the reason was personal. It's not actually it's clinical in my case. And so every household is different. For some kids, they may do homework really well right away when they get home and it's done and there's no stress. And then they go can play video games or watch YouTube or do that. And there's no stress in the home. But for one of my children, it was really stressful. They were rushing through their homework. They were getting agitated because they wanted to play their video games. So you just said. So I said, you know what? It doesn't work. Well, I think you made a very good point there is that every household is different. Mm -hmm. But I think that what we have to get across in today's show is that although there can be variances, and of course there should be, okay, every kid is different. Uh, but they, what I am observing here, and I, I started on segment one, is that, and you're a very friendly sort, Georgia, uh, a you. very warm person. But again, I talked about this idea of a parenting hats. Mm. This doesn't necessarily make you popular, although ultimately we know that parents with good boundaries, their kids actually do really love and respect mm-hmm. them. But at first, that's yeah. not always the popular they were not, thing. They were not happy. They right. were not no, happy. They were not happy. It was not a happy place in my home when we made this rule because keep going we made this rule from from going from a place where they didn't have um anything at all to be able to go to so it was like they had tons of video games and then they had none at all okay so it was really rough like we just noticed that they were agitated and upset and so we did this so it was they were they were it was it was it's hard sometimes to parent but i knew that it was right yeah. And even for my husband, because like everyone says is, but they're so quiet. They're so quiet and calm. They're, but they're calm, 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 Sandra. They're calm. They're so good when they're doing it. They're usually agitated in my hair. And what do you say to a parent, Sandra, when they say, you know what? But they were so calm when they play video games. And that's my only peace of mind. What do you say to a parent? Well, I, you know, I, to me, it feels like sort of like a lollipop analogy, you know, right. like if you give... If you, if you drug a child with enough sugar, they'll be quiet too. And so I think I very much subscribe, Georgia, to the uh, pay now, pay late or pay later mentality. <laughs> so I think that what I would say to a parent is you're going to pay. And I think that a lot of my clients in my office are, as their kids are getting older, the ones that didn't put the boundaries and consequences, they're really paying now. And I think that's a very serious problem. So um, the depression and anxiety is showing up and putting down boundaries when there has not been boundaries in a household. And I feel for families that are going through this is extremely hard. Whereas if you've been doing it little by little, it's not that bad, but the rules have to be clear and you have to 
enforce them. So the reason I brought up is that you don't always have to be the good guy. You right. don't always have to be the good guy when you're a parent. And I think that that's another reason we're seeing an increase in depression and anxiety is we want to be the good guy. We want to yeah. be, we want to be like, we want, and I, I understand I have kids. I want them to be you happy with be me too. And, yes. and enjoyed, but they, we need to make sure they only have like one, maybe two parents. That's more important. And you need to parent to your child and every child is different to that. And if you notice that your child is not doing well on social media. Well, I loved when you talked about your younger one and, you know, and again, what you observed that you sometimes have to adjust. Like yeah. my kids are very different. One is like very studious and very like, like she, she naturally will go do her homework first. Yeah. But my son's not of the age that this is relevant yet, but he will be. And I don't think it will be the same thing. And I yeah. think that you have to adjust yourself. So, I guess, you know, to move it along, boundaries and consequences, not popular, but absolutely necessary, absolutely necessary to immunize your child against anxiety or depression. Yes. On that note, I want to start talking about, you know, how would I notice and what can a parent be observing to notice that their kid is starting to slide down into depression and anxiety? I'll get your viewpoints. I have a few things that I want to say. One thing I want to say right off the bat is that if you are getting a gut instinct that your kid might be in trouble, um, the research is really unequivocal that getting help is can only benefit your child and your family and avoiding the problem really tends to be detrimental. So we're not saying you have to call us. We're saying we have to call somebody, though, if your kid is in trouble. So teenagers are hard to read because there's mm -hmm. this teenage angst, right? So teenagers are supposed to be moody. What should we be looking for? Well, often it's a change in behavior, which is, again, it could be depending on your child. So if your child was someone that was always up really early and you know bright and bushy-tailed and suddenly is sleeping in longer, um, if your child was usually a good eater and then no longer wants to eat, withdrawing, that's a big one. Mm. And and it is a teenage behavior. Teenagers are, one, attached to their phones always and often do go through a period of wanting to be more alone. But if they are cutting off contact and no longer doing activities that they used to enjoy, that's a really large danger sign. And also then we have to deal with um, are they no longer sharing with you the way that they were feeling? And that becomes really one of those kind of slippery slopes to that. Because, yes, teenagers, you don't want to overcrowd them either. They deserve some space. But you also want to make sure that you're there to listen. And that's hard because teenagers yeah. sometimes going to say stuff that very you don't want to hear. Yeah, but well, if you overreact, then they may stop sharing with you as well. So it's a very difficult thing. Well, that's a very important point. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how you should respond to your teenager. Uh, what are the things that could be helpful? But I'll just add on to what you said is problems that school are assigned. Oh, that's a good one. No Dropping doubt about grades. it. Yes. Uh, running away or saying you're going to run away, drug or alcohol abuse, seeing teenagers starting to drink more. Yeah, I had a call today from somebody about that self-medicating mm -hmm. um, sense of low self-esteem. I'm not worthy. I don't, I'm ugly. I feel like a failure. More usage of the smartphone. Again, that's a sign. And reckless behavior. Mm -hmm. One more thing I want to mention before the break is that if your kid is being uh, victimized on uh, cyberbullying, they tend then themselves to become more aggressive and violent. So it's another warning sign. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about the, such an important point you brought up, Georgia, is how 
the parents should respond because sometimes you're, you're, you have a tendency to want to get mad and it's probably the worst thing you could do. So we'll talk about what you can do if you sense that your child is going through this. Uh, we'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandarish. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So, you know, it's, it, there's so much to say on this topic. I, I don't even know where to go first. But basically, look, um, depression in teenagers versus adults. Uh, we talked about some of the things. Another thing I forgot to mention is unexplained pains Ooh, uh, and aches. You know, one. often headaches in kids in particular, headaches or stomach aches, often a sign of anxiety or depression, grumpy, hostile, easily frustrated. This is an issue. Uh, how about being extremely sensitive to criticism? That could be a sign. That's a good one, okay. actually, yes. Now, withdrawal is always a concern. And I want to just mention before we go into how a parent could respond that um, we have to be vigilant that our kids like adults when someone comes into the clinic we tell them and you know you know i've always said to the therapist that if you don't tell your clients this you're ripping them off is food sleep exercises first 
it's the same with our kids. They need to move their bodies. They need to be outdoors. They need to eat properly and they need to sleep. Would you agree with me that this is very undervalued? Like, I, I think we, I could put myself out of business by saying this, but I don't mind. Okay. I think a lot of people are not doing this with their kids. Their kids are sleep deprived and not Very eating. And, and this is a recipe for trouble, yes. right? Yes. It's, it's, a, it's unfortunately also not valued anymore in our school systems. We know exercise is so healthy for us, makes us feel better. How much we're sleeping really changes our entire mode of the way that our brain feels. Oh yeah. And, um, also, you want to make sure that you are putting nutrients into your body to feed your body. And so if we just do those things and make sure that those are happening, you inoculate your kids against some of the bumps and bruises of life. Fabulously said. Nice. Okay, so how do I communicate with a depressed teen? So let's talk about some of what the research shows. So first of all, you already said, and you were right on the, the money on this, is that you need to listen more than lecture your child. It's all hard. Very it's hard, hard to do when they're telling you something that you want to go, oh, how could you be doing that? Okay. Yes. But we yes. need to. Yes. So any tips on how, you know, your kid's telling you something that's really like, you don't want to hear, like, I got drunk hear. at the party last night. You want to go, yeah. what? Well, you want to remember one thing. And I always keep this in my mind, especially when my child has now told me something that he's done that's wrong. Yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, no, I missed my, my tutorial because I was watching someone play video games or something. That might have happened. And uh, you think in your head, oh, my God. And that's your first reaction is you want to say, how could you do that? You were supposed to. It's responsible. Blah, blah, blah. But you want to just take a breath, do your deep breathing, just one breath, and remember, do you want them to tell you again next time? Because the way that you react, and this is the same thing with your mate and with your adult children, is that if you react very strongly, they will not tell you next time. And what is worse? Mm. At least they're sharing. And so you can give them a redirect, but not then. Don't do it then. You right. can redirect a little bit later, but even better we can use some of the therapy questions of, oh, really, you know, and, and what happened so that they more. might redirect themselves. What do you think would happen next time? And how did you feel about that? And so that they, because maybe they'll come up with their own right answer. And in the end, that's what we want. We want them to become problem solvers. We don't want them that we always give them, we're always right and they're always wrong and we're going to give advice and they're not. Now, we don't want to be their friend. You're still their parent, but we want them to learn to think and we do want them to be able to share because children that cannot share emotions and feelings will end up expressing their feelings in very negative ways, uh, such as alcohol, drugs, hanging out with risky friends, self-harm, things that we don't want our children to use as ways to soothe or self-express. Oh, yeah, that's so true. And it's tough out there, it's you know, it's, it's definitely tough. And, you know, when I was doing the research, it's not only the social media and the electronics, it's yes. also as a result of us being so connected in the world, kids are aware of the dangers of the world much earlier than we were, yeah. like all the things that can go wrong, the environment. Apparently, yes. teenagers are really worried about the environment. They're Who knew? They're very worried about They're the very worried about the environment they're worried about it yeah so the other next point is that the research shows that although listening you want to be gentle but you still want to be persistent meaning you want to keep with the questions of like you know tell me more about that and what can we do to solve this problem let's talk more about that so again it comes back to that not only being their friend that you're in a parental role mm -hmm. so not lecturing but being persistent does that make sense to you yeah yeah you want to be there but you also don't want to pester there's definitely a difference between both you want to look at your child and notice when they are getting overloaded and give them a break and you can go back 
later. That's the persistency. It doesn't mean you have to do everything now. That's this is so not true. do or die now. Anyone can become flooded. If you have a child that's more avoidant, they may have a really hard time sharing. It might have been all of their energy levels. Give them a little breather. Do Talk again about it when it's a calmer time. But remember that they, they opened up this door for a reason. You don't want to avoid it and say, okay, well, I'm not going to talk about this because I don't want to deal with sexuality or body functions or dating or all of these other difficult situations that teens are going to. They've opened a door to you. It's a big yeah. deal. Good point. Really nicely said. Uh, we talked about this a little bit too. Acknowledge their feelings, and this, oh, I love this. is such a big thing. You mm-hmm. know, is we, there's such a temptation to say things aren't that bad, or you know, um, mm-hmm. you'll get through this. Or you know, I heard recently a story where someone was saying like, you, someone revealed something to their family is actually was an adult who's going through anxiety and depression. And their parents were like. Oh, please. Like, you know, you know, what we went through in our, you know, in, you know, back in Europe, like this is nothing. This is really what we don't want to do is we don't want to dismiss feelings. We need to validate feelings. Why is that? so? How would you do it? Sorry. How would you do that? Because I think that it's easy to say validate feelings. And and for us as therapists, we, we often do that. But how would you validate feelings? So if I said to to you, you know what, I've been feeling really sad. You're my, my parents and, you know, you lived up in Europe. It was a rough time. You know, I walked 16 miles to school, <laughs> a more difficult life than what I had. And I say, I'm, I've been feeling really down and depressed and I haven't been doing well. How would you validate that back? Okay, well, I'm going to give my best strategy. It really is the sec- the top secret secret. Okay, because the thing is, someone could tell you something that they're sad about that to you doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So here's the secret. Go to the emotion. Have I ever felt sad in my life? Yes, I have. Does it feel good to be sad? No, it doesn't. So I don't have to evaluate or judge. Oh, I love this. This is so important. Say that again. I love this. I don't have to evaluate or judge what's causing your sadness. I just have to acknowledge the emotion. That's a therapist's secret. I love that. Because we hear all sorts of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So how would we be able to validate everything without bringing our own judgment in? You're so right. Take that out. Just go to the emotion. You feel sad. Oh, my God. I know what it feels like to feel sad, and it's a horrible feeling. Tell me more. Yes. You know, and that must be so awful for you. I love that. I think that's, you know, I think we struggle with validation, but we crave it. Not only teenagers, we all need it. Yes. But we get judged. Yes. And what should you be sad about? But I love that because what you're saying is that the feeling is valid. I don't have to agree that I would be sad over in what that you situation, would be sad. No. If my flower died, if I, you know, my your rose bush died, yeah. you might be very sad about that. I might be like, oh, whatever. It's, it's a, a rose, rose bush. bush. Yeah. <laughs> but th- this may be your prized rose bush that your grandmother brought down and you happen to, like, it, it's all personal, but the feelings are still valid. That's, that's it. The feelings are valid. And so if they feel embarrassed at school, the answer is not, don't be embarrassed. Right. The answer right, is, oh right. my God, that's a horrible feeling to feel embarrassed. And tell me more about it. You don't want to get to solution um, strategies right away. Oh, that's a very good. That's okay. a very good point. You get. Why there. wouldn't you want to do that right away? Because again, the person doesn't have the space for the feeling. Mm. Okay. Yes. It's, it's yeah. really. It's they're not often looking for a fix at that moment. They want to just be heard. And I think teenagers really struggle with this because they, you know, imagine what's happening to their bodies and the neurotransmitters. And I talked about how the brain's not fully formed. So there's all this stuff. And now we're throwing in social media and electronics. And Mm -hmm. so they're all 
confused about their feelings and then you're going right to the solution no chance for them to go through it Um, which is why taking some time every day to just you know sometimes we lie in the bed upstairs Mm -hmm. just you know take some or we take a bath or just have a little FaceTime yes not electronic FaceTime real life FaceTime I love that you said that because it made me think about when when someone gives when you're talking about something that was painful or hurtful to you and someone right away gives a solution the first thing I think is I did it wrong. Right. It no, I failure. don't get that feeling of of being heard and validated and you understand it. I go to, oh, you think I did it wrong and I should have done That's it better. A really good and then point. that goes into my head of, you know what, screwed up again. And then I don't want to share again. Right. Because I'm like, who, who wants, wants to, to feel that no way? Who wants to feel that? Very and good especially point. if you have a point. And I have a lot of teenagers that talk about that with one of their parents that will just right away want to fix it. And I understand why parents want to fix it because they see their child suffering, they see a solution and they want their child to not suffer anymore. Yeah. But it's, it's not about fixing everything. It's about hearing and being with them. It doesn't always have to be fixed. Yeah. So I love that. I, I love what you said as well. And I, I think it's so important. Um, a few other things I want to mention very quickly. I said this before, and I, but I think it bears repeating is trust your gut. If you think your child is their sadness or frustration or embarrassment or whatever seems bigger than something you can handle, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Encourage. Um, and you can say, I'll come with you to an appointment. Let's go talk to someone. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's rule things out. You know, let's go one time because, you know, sometimes there's still a stigma if we're going to a therapist or something wrong with us. Not at all. No. We're just going to go get a, you know, a third, uh, party opinion with me, without me. It's okay. Um, there are laws on confidentiality and they are there sometimes to very much help your teenager, um, because they might need to talk to someone. Confidentiality mm-hmm. is important. Very, mm-hmm. very important. Another thing um, is that we want to watch social isolation. We want to make sure your teenager is getting out there and being with people. We um, encouraging them. Do people them to- still do that? Go out and be with people? Yeah. I don't see anyone on the strokes anymore. You know, I used to see kids playing in the streets. I don't I see kids playing well, on the streets Well, there's after anymore. school clubs, there's art, there's dance, it. there's music class. Um, promote volunteer, volunteering. Oh, I love it. It's this. an antidote against depression. Research shows antidote against depression. Oh, yes. Something to, to really consider. And on the fact that you say you don't see this much, I this is an argument that has come up in our household. We were just talking about the summer, and I said to my daughter, you know, she, she likes to do sitting down, isolating activities. And I was like, it's not negotiable. There is going to be outdoors and exercise in your summer. Okay. So exercise and moving your body is one of the best things you can do to immunize yourself against depression or anxiety. True? False? Yes, it is. Our teenagers need to move. They need to get moving, especially with their growing bodies. Makes them feel better. It's just good. It's, it's just, just good. It's very, a good thing. And it doesn't have to be a lot of exercise. It doesn't have to be high cardio. Start from where you're at. Do a little more. 15 minutes a day. Start it out. And then you'll feel better and you'll want to do more of that. A reminder about the nutritious meals and that the research shows that teenagers actually need more sleep than we think. Nine they to do. 10 hours of sleep a night. Again, coming back to boundaries and consequences. How am I supposed to force my teenager to go to bed? Um, you actually, as long as they live in your house... There can be rules to your household. This is yeah. something that comes up in my office. I'm sure yours all the time. Yeah. There are rules to a household. As long as you live here, you need to respect the rules. Yeah. Very you can make for- them fall asleep, but you can make them not use technology during that period of time, Absolutely. which makes sleep so much easier. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about 
you know, when you've done all those things and still the situation seems quite dire, when should you really be worried? And, you know, that's every parent's nightmare is could something happen? Let's talk about that. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sanity. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Um, one thing I want to say before we get back into the topic is I want to thank Spominary for sponsoring this show. And if you are in the Montreal area, talk about taking some time out to reduce some stress in your life. And I think that's another factor in anxiety and depression is we live in a stressful world. Um, give them a call at one, sorry, 514-695-5040. And if you do mention Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, you will get 15% off on any treatment at Spominary. It's a great place to go. So check them out. Um, stress, as I just mentioned, is a tough one. And uh, we are living in a stressful world. And although the show is about teenagers, I think that everything we've said is relevant to anyone listening. Mm -hmm. um, the risk of suicide, that's the one that everybody is very, very worried about. And the research I was reading up on this today to prepare 
there for the show is that often when teenagers um, there's a risk of suicide, they often will make jokes or talk more often about suicide. Like, I think I'll just kill myself. I'll think I'll just kill myself. But there is a fine line because you also, you you talk about not negotiating with terrorists. It's also a little bit of a strategy to keep saying, I'm going to commit suicide. So what is a parent to do? And I, I'm sure I know your answer, but please tell everybody, what should I do if my kid is saying, I'm going to kill my, myself? You need, you need to make sure that you get professional to take a look and assess the situation. You don't want this to be something that you take a look at yourself if this is not, even if it is your profession, you should bring your child to someone else to see because we're too close to it. Um, so, always, so being a therapist doesn't save me. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> because you know what? We're too close. We're too yeah. close. We're foggy. I do stuff all the time with my kids where I'm like, oop, should not have done that because you're just, it, there's too many emotions involved. So you should have another, if you're a therapist, you should have another therapist, but have a professional um, be able to take a look and assess what is happening. Is this actually a threat? Is it not? Right. Okay. So definitely a professional. And I think that if your teenager is saying, I'm going to kill myself and they're playing a game with you, I think that taking them to the hospital or mm -hmm. taking them to a doctor is sort of almost calling, if it is a bluff, calling the bluff. It okay? does, yes. Like you cannot take it lightly mm -hmm. uh, and yet you don't want them to get mileage from it. No. So and it's if they like, say it once, right? My, I think all kids at some point will say, it would be better for me to be dead. But you can say, listen, you can't talk that way. That's very serious yeah. so that they know that and say that, are you just saying that or are you seriously thinking about that? So you can also have the very frank words and statements about that and say, listen, if this is something that you say again, let them know. I'm going to have to bring you to get, make sure that you are safe and cared for because this is really important. Yeah. So they, they try not to use it, but if it's used as a ploy, I think that you're absolutely right. Calls their bluff to it. And if it's not a bluff, then you know that they're getting help and they're being watched over. So either way, it's a win. It's a win. Absolutely. Um, it reminds me, by the way, I can't help but be reminded and in terms of strategies for parents, um, you have a video Mm. Um, and I know you were mentioning it to me on the break. So do you want to just talk about that a little bit, how that yes. could be helpful? Yes. So, so, um, I have a video, I, I work with someone that's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> um, brilliant. Um, and, uh, it's on parenting. So there's a video on parenting. You can check out anxiety videos.com. And we also have one that's on boundaries and consequences. Pretty good the, video. Those two are the most popular videos. They're they the, most, the popular. most popular everywhere videos. I go. Those sell out every and single sleep. time. Yeah, Sleep is also but there's a really reason popular. they sell out is because mm -hmm. it's where we're most lost. And it, it's difficult. It is really difficult. I mean, we teach oh, yeah. this stuff and it's difficult. Yes. But boundaries and consequences, and we didn't get a manual on parenting. So anxiety-videos.com, or you can give us a call at 514-777-4530. But I, I, it's remiss for us to not mention that because we're talking about resources. That's a cheap and easy resource for people to learn how to do this. It is definitely learnable. Not always comfortable, but it's learnable. Uh, another thing I want to bring up before we run out of time and we're getting to that point is that depression does not just affect one person. It affects the entire household. It's mm -hmm. like the stomach flu. Okay. So not whether it's your spouse or your teenage child or your young child, not treating depression is going to infect every single person in the household, Georgia. Oh, I love that. It's absolutely true. You you often have spoken about how also the strongest emotion of the house, can you explain that, how the strongest emotion in the house kind of has that contagion and takes over the home? It permeates the house. So well, what we know is that there's mirror neurons in our eyes. Literally, when someone's looking at me and I'm looking at them, there's something passing between us. So if the strongest emotion of 
the house is anger or depression, unfortunately, my eyes are going to pass it to every single person in the house. And within a millisecond, you're going to catch it, which is why, you know, caretaking or saying, oh, it's okay, like it's okay if you're depressed, indulging is actually not only dangerous for the child, it's dangerous for you. Yes. Yes. And you don't want to, you want to be able to support your child through this, but you don't want to be feeding it either. And we end up with also the other side, which is enabling. You don't want to shut them out, but you also don't want to enable. It's a very difficult piece between that. And that's why sometimes if you're not sure, because we only parent, we parent with the best tools that we've been given or taught. You had amazing parents that deal with this. And again, you know, even if you have amazing parents, they've taught you one way to parent. You have to parent differently depending on your children. But if you don't know, sometimes it's good to get some help to figure out where's that mid-ground where you're not feeding something and you're not avoiding something. Yeah, such a good point, or just such a good point. So absolutely, it's going to affect the household. It needs to be dealt with. Um, some thoughts on, you know, being aware of what's going on in your household, some strategies to make sure that no one's falling into the pit? I would say, how cute in are you to your household? Okay. We are so stuck in our jobs and cooking and doing things and doing the chores and watching TV and or in our on our own technology. How often are we spending time that we are just doing things as a family where there are not a whole bunch of distractions and even a movie, watching a movie together? We're not really engaging. We're all watching the movie, but I think that we need to take moments in the day. Maybe it would be during supper and have supper together or game night. Oh, I love that. Game night. Game night, family game night. Slumber Come party. On. Slumber parties. Like just you time. just had one. I did. I had a slumber party with my boys. It was fabulous. The yeah. dog joined us. It was really hilarious. Yeah. But just to have time where family time. there's that space where those moments could happen. Because when your your teen or your child or even your your um your your mate might say, you know what, you know, and how there needs to be that space to have that moment. If life is too much of a rush, you may miss that moment because they don't find that it's the right time. And so sometimes we have too much on our plate to be able to even notice. We're just about out of time, but I just wanted to add one more caveat to that. And such such important points, and I'm so grateful to you, is that the sibling of a depressed child can sometimes end up in trouble because the focus tends to go on the child who's struggling. And we have to be careful about that, you know, Mm. is really check in with the other child as well or the other children. Just make sure because sometimes the, you know, the one who's in trouble gets all the attention. And that can be also very reinforcing to stay in trouble yes I mean, and the so other much, one gets lost yeah 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 yes there's so much more we could talk about maybe when you come yes. back we can talk about also how sometimes when there's marital problems you need in psychology we know that one child has to have a problem to divert the attention off the marital problems there's a teaser for another show yes yeah yes georgia i want to thank you so much for coming here. You offered so much wisdom to this. You are such a specialist and you've helped so many teenagers and children. And um, I really appreciate your comments. They were really wonderful. So well, thank you so well, much for coming on Straight Talk. Thank you so very much. It's such an important topic. So yeah. thank you for having it. Yeah, really appreciate your brilliance, really. Um, I'd like to thank everybody as well for listening to Straight Talk. I'd like you to invite the, everybody to come back next week. And if you're interested in anything that Georgia said or myself, you can check out helpforanxietydepression.com or Straight Talk Sandra Remember, you can hear this or any prior show as a podcast on my website, straighttalksandarish.com. On the podcast, 
app of your iPhone and on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. You can drop me or Georgia a comment or question at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. My name is Sandra Reese, and I promise I will help you to learn to live your best life next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. Keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and will tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life. <laughs>